Good evening, everyone. Man, what a <laughs> what a day. Uh, that was a mix-up between myself and Pastor Randon. Uh, I was on schedule to, to minister tonight, but uh, I had been working. That's uh, so why I've been absent so much here lately. I've been working out of town. And when I mean out of town, I mean, you know, hours away. I was in Victoria last week, and uh, a few times uh, earlier in the year, I've been in uh, Corpus and, and near Dallas. But this week, uh, I was supposed to be in, uh, in Baytown at ExxonMobil. And uh, there's a lot of traffic that comes, you know, in and out of ExxonMobil. So, you know, you could get out of there. You may get off of work at 5, but you may not get home till 8. You know, it's one of those deals. So um, I called Pastor Randon, I think, Monday to let him know that I wasn't going to be able to minister. Uh, he was going to have to get someone else. Well, I guess he didn't call me back. <laughs> to, to <laughs> and trust me, my wife called me. I was in the shower. <laughs> she says, Dino, you have to get here. So I'm here. And I believe I got a word for, from God for you guys tonight. <laughs> But I, I got something burning in my spirit. I'm going to tell you how good God is because this was in my spirit, but I didn't even know that I still had the notes for it because I thought that the notes that I had was in another uh, um, notebook that I had from a year or two ago because it's been a while since I preached this message. Well, I opened up my notebook tonight on the way. And there it was, laying on the top. So tonight I want to talk to you guys about dream thieves. About dream thieves. You know, every man, woman, and child of God has a destiny. You have a destiny and a purpose in God to fulfill on this earth. And it's up to you to do so. Now, there are going to be challenges and things, circumstances that you face. But trust me, God called you to it. He made you and gave you everything that you needed for this purpose. And he also gave you the power for you to complete it in its fullness, in its entirety. And I have made up in my mind that I am going to fulfill my God-given purpose no matter what. I'll fight the devil all the way to fulfill. Because you know why? These loving people that, I, that sit right here, they're tied to it. My children are tied to my purpose. And I have to make sure that I complete mine so that they don't have to come behind me and finish what I should have completed. But that they'll... But I'll finish my race in its entirety, and then they can come behind me and pick up from there and carry on. So that when that great day comes, my father can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Don't you want to hear that? Don't you want to hear God speak that over you? I know I do. But it's time for us to get serious about our God-given destiny. 
You know, this world is filled with things that you and I can get tied to that is constantly trying to pull us away. And I'll get to that later. I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. But there's many things in this world that will cause you and I to lose focus. See, this takes a lot of focus. Because there's a lot of things that fills our day with paying the bills and, and, and taking care of the kids. And, and, and making sure that the upkeep on the house is there, making sure that the career, we're doing things to make sure that we keep up with everything that goes around in this world. But yet and still, the most important thing most of the time we leave out, and that is our destiny. That is what God called us to do. Now, I'm not saying that you should go to work and not do your job. But what I am saying is that when you go to work and you, you're doing your job and you complete, your mind should be on God and what it is that he called me to do. You know, it could be that day that he wants you to speak to someone about his goodness. But you have a purpose for that day. Every day we ought to be doing something for God. Something advancing the kingdom of God. If it's sharing a scripture with somebody, if it's saying a prayer for somebody, we are kingdom-minded people. We are about God's business. You know, me and my family, we, we rededicated ourselves to, to giving 100% focus on the plan of God in our lives. And we're doing some new things around my home that I know for a fact that will get us there. It will help us stay on track. But if we don't give this any attention, guys... We'll never fulfill it. We'll never get to it. And the thing about it is, is that you were created to do so. Every man, woman, and child that is born into this world has a God-given destiny and purpose. God has given us the ability to do so. Unfortunately, we all don't know that, and because... Because of it, Christians and non-Christians die without fulfilling their purpose every day. Every day. You know, I've said this before, but as growing up in the, in, the, in the church that I grew up in, we never, ever talked about purpose and destiny. Most of what we talked about was the cross. We never got no further than the cross. So I grew up not knowing that I had a God-given destiny. That's dangerous. That's really dangerous. And I believe that if a church is not teaching that you have a purpose in God, you're being robbed of your destiny. You're being robbed. It's very important that you know that you do have a destiny, that you do have a purpose. There is a calling for each and every one of us in here. Not all of us are called to be pastors. Some of us are called to be businessmen and women. Some of us are called to be teachers. Some of us are called to be lawyers. Some of us are called to be doctors. But whatever it is that you're called to do, may you find yourself doing so. Let's get to work. God wants you to know that you do have a destiny to fulfill and that through him, you can experience it and accomplish it. Boy, it's a beautiful journey when you're walking with God and you're doing his will and you're doing his work, no matter what it is, because it is what you were born, born to do. 
You're born to do this. You were born to walk hand in hand with him as he walks you through life. See, we were not created to live by ourselves, but to live in relationship with him every single day. Word of God says that daily he came before Adam and Eve and he visited with them. Daily he comes to you and I knocking on our hearts. Spend some time with me today. Get to know me. Let me take you through this. Let me help you. Let me teach you how to live. I told you guys once before, I'm going to write a book. And the name of that book is going to be Learning to Live. Hallelujah. Because you and I do not know how to live outside of God. We don't. I'm talking about truly living. Truly living a, 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 this God life that we were created to live. Can't live it without a relationship with God. Wasn't, wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. When God created you, he gave you a spiritual gift mix according to your purpose. You can go to the uh, first uh, Corinthians 12th chapter and you can read about the, the gift things of God. And you can also find in there that God gave you a gift mix according to your purposes as he will. Let's get that straight. As he will. Our God-given purpose is not something that we choose is something that we're called to. God calls you to it. Okay? Now, like I said before, it's something that he predestined for you, but you are called to it. Okay? Now, I do believe that there is, that is something that is in the inside of us that we, we, we yearn to do, that we long to fulfill, that we have a desire, a strong desire to do so. I believe that. But it is something that he calls us to. You are equipped with spiritual giftings to bless the body of Christ and the world as God saw fit. Let's get this straight. All this that you see, the church house, the word of God, is for your benefit. It's for the body's benefit that you and I would be encouraged, that you and I would, would have a family and we would have a group of believers that went through through troubled times, that we'd have somebody that will stick side by side with us and fight through with us. It is all for you and I. That's how good God is. You think about it for a minute. When he, put, when he thought of the, the church house, when he thought of, uh, of the word of God, giving his children the word of God, it was because he wanted to bless you. This is a blessing. The church is a blessing to the world. And it was his idea. So it's time for you and I to wake up, pull ourselves together, get connected to God, and fulfill our purpose. The world needs the people of God to stand up and to take the authority that Christ made available to us. It's time for us to start walking in authority that Christ himself left for us to walk in. You know, when, when we have the sick, we ought to be able to link together and pray, and the sick are healed. When we have brothers and, and, and sisters that are uh, um, overcome by addictions, 
we ought to be able to come together and pray, lay our hands on them, and they are delivered. Because of the authority, because of that blood that was shed, let's not take that lightly. That is powerful that God would give us the authority, his authority, to function and rule. When he created Adam, he gave him the authority to function and rule over the earth. Now, he forfeited that, but it was bought back. It was won again for us in Jesus. And he gave us, he gave us that authority back through him that you and I could have power and dominion and rule in this earth. Not have dominion over each other, but that we are to lead, help build up, and establish each other, but we are to take authority over the demonic host of Satan in this earth. That's what we've been given. And there are too many people walking around that are demon-possessed, that have a, a demonic activity in their lives, and you and I are powerless. We're powerless. And the only reason why we're powerless is because we're not giving the right amount of time and attention to our Father God. These things are laying at our feet, guys. Laying at our feet. And we're leaving him because we don't give him enough time. We don't give him enough time. Along your journey of fulfilling your destiny and purpose, you will encounter what I like to call dream thieves. These dream thieves will attempt to drown, destroy, and downplay your purpose. See, that's another thing of the enemy. He wants to downplay your purpose. Let's say God gave you a, a, a powerful anointing to work with the children upstairs. The enemy would like for you to believe that that is not important enough for you to be wasting your time, giving extra time studying your Bible, giving extra time to those kids that are up there, he would like to downplay what God has given unto you. Don't you let him do it. How many of you have kids in here? Okay. Think of it like this. How important is it for your child to know who God is? Very important. So those men and women that dedicate their lives up there to teaching your kids are a very important part of your child's life. Their ministry is very important because you and I know that it is very important for those kids to receive that word of God, those seeds at that young age, that those seeds may produce a harvest in their lives that would cause them to walk and live a life, a godly life. Very important that they get it early. But the enemy would love to make us believe that whatever we're doing for the house of God is not important. There are more important things out in the world that you and I should be giving our lives to. There's not enough prestige in these things that you are doing. Nobody's going to give you the pat on the back at what you're doing. That's what he wants you and I to be convinced. Just not worth it. But the devil is a lie. He's a lie because it's very important. 
Every seed that you and I sow in somebody's life has the potential of creating a harvest. I am here because of the seeds that my mom and my grandmothers and, and, and the, peop- the teachers that I had in Sunday school class, I am part of those seeds. I am here because of those seeds. And so are you. Somebody told you about Christ. Somebody gave you the word of God. And in time, those seeds sprung up and produced a harvest in your life. I know that it was a time. I can tell you the date and the hour. There was a time when I sat in the front of my house and those seeds began to come up. And they began to speak, Dino, you're not living according to God's word. You're not living according to God's way. And within, when I started hearing those seeds, I surrendered my life to God and said, yes, you're right. I'm not. But from this day forward, I will. It was those seeds on the inside that was sown, the word of God that tells you and I how to live and what God expects of us. When we have these seeds on the inside, it will correct us when we're gone astray. If we don't have these seeds on the inside, when we do go astray, there is no voice to holler at you. You're going the wrong way. There's no conviction there. But the word of God with the spirit of God gives conviction. And with that conviction, you and I are delivered, delivered from the hands of Satan in a blink of an eye because those seeds were sown. But we as children of God must not allow the devil and the pressure of life to cause us to abort what we were created to do. Instead of giving up, we need to be more aggressive. You need to be more aggressive, more bulldog tenacity at the purpose of God. I'm coming at it 100 miles an hour. Devil, you can't stop me. No matter what you throw at me, I'm still going to serve God. I'm still going to remain faithful to his call. There isn't a day that doesn't go forward that the enemy is not at your door, knocking on your door, trying to tell you to give up. Because he wants you to give up on God and follow him. But keep on going. Keep on serving. Keep being faithful. He promises. His word promises and his word doesn't lie. Keep on going. And in the, in the due season, I'll give you a reward. I'll give you a blessing. One that will blow your socks off. And trust me, when God blesses you, the pain that you went through, it won't even mount up. You won't even remember it because the, 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 the blessing will uh, uh, be just so in abundance. You'll be looking at the blessing. You'll forget about all that drama back there. But you and I know as well, though, as walking through, that drama also helped create a man and a woman of God through that adversity. It purified us. You know what I mean? Growing, going through all of that, we had to cut some things loose that we really didn't need, that it was hindering us from growing. So it was, like I said, like the kids say, it was all good. One of the first dream thieves I want to bring to your attention is sin. Sin. Getting yourself entangled with sin come along and steal your dream. Because the word of God says, 
that the wages of sin is death. When you and I sin, there's a spiritual death that takes place. And if you and I don't have the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, we cannot live this holy life that God called us to. And what sin does is sin waters that down. It waters the power of the Holy Spirit down. It brings death to your spirit and to mine. So we need to make sure that we are living a holy life. I'm going to tell you something else that living a holy life will help you in, and that is condemnation. Now, the devil beats us up with the sins that we commit. Now, he also condemns us about some other things that we, you know, because he is a liar. Now, he will try to condemn you of some things that you didn't even do, but he really kills you and I. He really stops us in our tracks when he is telling the truth about something that we did. That'll stop you. Because for the simple fact of the matter is you know you did it. You know you're guilty. You know? And as, 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 as people, we have a hard time of letting those things go, even though the Word of God says that if we confess it, that he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, even though we know that, it's still that lie that's in the ear. He didn't forgive you. Look at you. You're still, you're still prone to it. But when you and I live that, that life and we're walking according to God, that's one less voice that we have to worry about. Also, we don't weaken our anointing when we live a life that is holy under God. We get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger in the things of God. So let's make sure, guys, that we leave childish things behind. Childish things. There's some things that you and I are still confronting, that you and I are still tripping over, that we should have left 10 years ago. Leave those things alone. Cut that card right now and follow God. Trust me, because that little pleasure that you're getting from that thing is really killing you. See, the enemy doesn't show you the after. He only shows you the during. You know, the picture while you're doing these things. Oh, you're just having a great time. But there is a after picture. And it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Ask the man, unfortunately, ask the man and woman that is addicted to crack cocaine. That high is good for just a minute. But it's that after picture. After the wife and the kids are gone. After the job is gone. He doesn't show you those things. Okay? So let's leave childish things alone and let's grow up and be mature men and women of God and let's grow. The next dream thief is time. Time. See, we live in a microwave, get it overnight, high speed internet society. We have become accustomed to getting everything we want in a matter of minutes. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. We want it right now. I want it fast. And I want it hot. Give it to me right now. That's not how God works. 
Jesus waited 30 years before he started his ministry. David waited till he was 30 years old before he became king. Now, he was promised that he would become king around 16, 17 years old. So he waited 14 to 13 years. Joseph had the dream when he was about 16, 17 years old of being a great ruler. It was 30 year, it was, he was 30 years old when he became second in command in Egypt. It took some time. But you and I, if it doesn't happen in six months, we abort the mission and the plan of God. And the enemy has convinced us that that was only something that you were dreaming of. That was just something, a fantasy in your mind. Because if God really wanted you to do this, he would have brought it to pass by now. Don't believe that. Don't believe there is a time of preparation. Preparation. And God ain't going to give you nothing that you ain't ready to handle. So what you and I need to do is we need to stop hindering the preparation time, and we need to lock, lock hands with God and say, yes, I know you are doing the work, and I'm going to follow you through because you are doing something in me that is going to benefit me and others when time is right and not give up and not quit because he's doing a work, a finished work on the inside so that when we get to that place, we are mature, and we can handle it. We, are, we have become the leader that he needs us to be. Because as I said before, the dream that you have on the inside, it's about you, but it's not just for you. The dream that Joseph had was something that he was born and purposed to do, but it wasn't all about Joseph. The bigger picture was that the children of Israel in a time of famine would have a place where they would be fed. That was the dream, that a generation, that a whole nation would be saved. And because that nation was saved, you and I now have the word of God because it was the children of Israel that wrote, the Old Testament. God placed that in, his, in their hands and they accomplished that mission. But that dream that God had given that young man was a lot greater than himself. The dream that God has put in your heart is bigger than you. And it's about more people than just yourself. So don't give up there are many others that are depending on you, people that you don't even know, people that you have never even come into contact with are depending on you completing your mission. You know, it works like this. I meet this beautiful young lady right here, and I, I sow the word of God into her life. She gets saved. God may raise her up to be a mighty evangelist. Who knows? She comes over and she shares the word of God with this young lady right here. And she grows up to be a powerful uh, uh, prophetess. That through her ministry, many men and women are saved. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. We never know who we're sharing the word of God with. Just be faithful to do so. Be faithful to do so. 
And I know sometimes it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy because the enemy is not playing. Like I said before, we need to be aggressive. He's been aggressive. He's been aggressive. Look at the movement of, of, of the gay society right now. You don't think that's aggressive? Very aggressive. What are we going to do? Are we going to be aggressive as well? Are we going to stand back and wonder if we're politically correct? We have done this over time and time and time again. We don't want to offend nobody. Let me tell you something. If that word offends you, it's for your good. It's for your good. Because it's trying to get you in the right path. Trying to get your life saved. So let's not be uh, uh, ashamed of it. Let's not be scared to speak it. And if we lose some relationships, it's okay. It's okay because that same person that got mad at you yesterday, two years down the line, they'll be glad that they knew you because it was those seeds that you sowed in their life that brought them to Christ. Mm. But time, don't let the enemy get you caught up into time. I, man, it hadn't happened yet. I got to be doing something else. This is taking too long. Don't get caught up in that. Be faithful to whatever God calls you to do, no matter how long it takes. Appreciate what God confronts in your life because he's polishing you, making you better. If God says something about you, don't go over there and complain and say, no, that's not me. Yes, Lord, it's me. Help me with it. Help me with it that I may get this out of my life, that I may resemble Jesus Christ in everything that I do. I want to be more like him. Shine me. Purify me. Say yes. Learn to say yes. Have that humble spirit when the master speaks. The next one is Satan himself. The devil will come along and accuse you of being just another regular, ordinary person who is tired of status quo, who doesn't like the way life is going, a person that is insignificant. That's what he'll try to convince you that you are. A person of insignificance. You don't matter. You don't matter. You know, the bad thing about it is, is that we get people that agree with it, and they'll repeat it to us over and over and over again. You'll never be nothing. Well, you know what? That's the worst thing that a parent could ever tell their child. <laughs> because you need that word of affirmation from your parents that you are somebody. So, and I know sometimes people have said that in anger and really didn't mean it. But let me tell you something. It still does damage to that child. Because now he has to fight those words. That was spoken over him because the enemy is gonna, he's gonna definitely, your daddy said you're never gonna be nothing, boy. Your mama said you was dumb. 
lie from the enemy. Don't buy into it. Young ladies in the back, don't buy into it. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. God created you in his image and in his likeness. If, if, if he ain't saying that you're beautiful, turn him around. Give him the hand. Boop. But the enemy will come and try to convince us that we have nothing to, to give to this society. We don't have enough education. Your background isn't good enough. You come from the wrong side of the tracks. Over and over and over again. But God says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's why it's so important that we know what the Bible says, what God says about his people, what he says about his children, so that you can overcome the lies of the enemy. The enemy wants to destroy your identity in Christ. He wants to rob you of the greatness God has placed in your heart. The enemy wants to convince us that the grand and glorious dream is just your own fantasy. That God's real plan involves a more humble path for you. Doesn't want you to be great. Doesn't want you to step out of status quo. Wants you to blend in and be like everybody else. You don't have a voice. Sit back. Oh, girl, you can't do that. Go down. Go sit down somewhere. But he's a liar. He's a liar. Stretch out your faith under God. Let him speak a word over your life. And I encourage you to go for it. Give God 110% in everything that you do. And let him decide how far he'll take you. The last one is distractions. As I said before, there's a lot of distractions that you and I are faced with. Some of these things are not sinful in themselves, but they keep us from doing the greater things in life. You know, I like I tell you, I, I'm a horse lover. I, I spend a lot of time with my horses and things like that, but I know for a fact I have to watch that. It could hinder me from accomplishing everything that God wants me to accomplish. So be mindful of that. Don't get caught up in the doing or, 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 or living for your hobbies. You and I ought to be living for the kingdom of God. We ought to be kingdom-minded, as I said before, focused on what God wants us to do. We have to remember this is not our home. This is a temporal place. See, the, 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 the heartbeat of America is to get all that you can get, get all the things. You got to have this. You got to have that. And if you get caught up into that, now don't get me wrong now. I'm not talking about being blessed. I'm talking about being led in this world's culture and being led by that. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. But don't be caught up into always searching out the next big thing and putting the things of God on the back burner. That's what I want to point out. Make sure that that's in the front. 
tell you this, and we're going to close. The story of David and Bathsheba. I truly believe that David had been watching Bathsheba over a period of time. I really don't believe that this was a one-night thing or that David saw Bathsheba one time and that he called for her. Now, the Bible says that the children of Israel were at war at that time. And if you know anything about this, it was for the kings to go out with the men as they were going, as they would go out to war. David was in the wrong place. And that wasn't David's characteristic. David always went out before when the army of Israel were out. But David was distracted by a beautiful woman. And David was, had been watching that woman for a period of time. And then David waited until the opportune time for him to make his move. He made sure that that woman's husband was not at home. This was a plot. It wasn't something he just fell into. See, guys, most of the things that you and I do, it's not what we fall into. It's the deceitful plots that we plan up. And those deceitful plots cost us much. David lost a child. He lost another son. And he temporarily lost his throne because he was distracted. I can't stress how important it is for you and I to stay focused on the things of God. And men and women of God, be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. It's all about you being at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing doing the word of God. I've never seen a person get in trouble being in the house of God on a Wednesday night or on a Sunday night, Sunday morning. Never seen somebody get into trouble. Right place at the right time, doing the right thing. Let's keep that in mind. But once again, I want to bring to your attention, make sure that you are focused, that you are clear about the life and the purpose that God has for you and give it 100%. In everything that you do, no matter how big, how small it may seem to you, remember this. He that is faithful in little shall be ruler over much. God adds to the faithful. He took the talent from the one and gave it to the one that had ten. He blesses the faithful. Amen?